Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I am still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we have a fun show for you guys today with uh, the CEO of Blue Wire Pods, yeah, Kevin Jones. He joins Evan Swords of 49ers Hub and myself to talk all things NFL, 49ers, uh, Debo, Jimmy, Trey Lance, Baker getting traded to the Panthers, Lamar and his contract situation. Um, and Vaughn Miller um, revealing some interesting stuff about uh, the contract negotiations with the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. So uh, fun NFL program on this Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure uh, here with Kevin and Evan here on the Tuesday, July 12th, 2022 edition of the Chase Most Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. Uh, make sure uh, if you have not already, it's a fun week over here at Blue Wire Pods. Uh, go check out all the great programs that we have here on the network. Uh, Spencer's with uh, Haley O'Shaughnessy and Jordan Liggins. We got Greenlight with Chris Long, Longshot with Duncan Robinson, Miami Heat Guard. Um, we've got all kinds of great programs. Insight with uh, Chris Van Fleet. Just a, a jam-packed collection of awesome programs and shows here at the Blue Wire Pod Network. So go check all those out. If you have not already done so, all kinds of great content all over the place um, here at the network. So do that. You can subscribe and check us out on YouTube. If you prefer to watch these episodes, you can do so with relative ease. YouTube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast. Like and subscribe. All that good stuff. Uh, you can email this very program at Chase Thomas Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet at me at Chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Uh, as always, you can read me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Type your email, become a subscriber. That easy, that simple. Go ahead and do that today. Um, but yeah, there you go. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff here on today's program. But we also just got a jam-packed uh, week of content for you here at the Chase Most Podcast. So appreciate you guys making the Chase Most Podcast part of your daily listen, wherever and however you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you tune into the program each and every day because there's new content each and every day on this very feed. Greatly appreciate it. So make sure you're subscribed if you're not already so that you never miss any of my episodes. All right. Uh, part one uh, here on the Tuesday, July 12th edition of the Chase Thomas Podcast. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Hello. Welcome back to the Chase Thomas Podcast. Taping this late on a Monday evening. I've got a special guest in the house as we continue our Monday night NFL roundtable guest here on the Chase Thomas Podcast. Evan Swords is here as he is every Monday night at this time of 49ers Hub. Evan, good evening, sir. How are you? What, what's going on? How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. Engagement party over in Atlanta back this weekend. Go so ahead. been traveling a lot, but that was really exciting and nerve wracking and fun. But uh, it, it's it gets real when you're at the engagement party. You're like, oh, this is this is happening. And the family, the congratulations and getting ready for uh, everything and making a, a big uh, a big adjustment in my life. But I, I could not be happier and more grateful to be in uh, the position that I'm in because uh, when you find a great life partner, uh, that's a, it's a good feeling and you life's hard and having a, a great teammate, it, it goes a long way. So I'm, I'm very thrilled and I'm, I'm happy that everything went well and all that good stuff. But um, we also have a special guest, Kevin Jones. You've might've heard this company, like it's blue wire. It, I, I say it a lot on this podcast. You might see it like down there, I like literally the logo is right there. Um, he's someone that I am incredibly uh, grateful uh, to work with and he's who reached out to me first a couple years ago now because time flies and uh, it's kind of wild that I just signed a two-year extension a few months back uh, with Blue Wire and I could not be more happy to work with this network. I love who we work with. I love our content. I love where it's going and it all started with Kevin. So Kevin, I appreciate for that and believing in me in this program and what we're doing and what we're building here. Um, but also just thanks for stopping by actually on the program because I've never had you on here before. Love it, man. Seriously, I feel honored. You've had quite the guest list. Now I'm finally able to come on the Chase Thomas show. Evan's a freaking 49ers legend on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, excited for this conversation, man, and appreciate you. The company Blue Wire is all about creators, so it, it's a populist, egalitarian movement. It's, you know, we're really... We don't have the big talking head here. We have a lot of good podcasters all together. So 
excited to pot it up today, baby. Let's let's talk NFL. Let's get in this rundown. I don't know. I don't know, Kevin. These these names that are joining Blue Wire. That's you're, you're swinging some heavy bats nowadays. You know, I got I got some investors. You know, when you get when you get other people's money, you get to throw some yeah. chips on the table, and make some things happen. But you know, listen, I have I have I have been fortunate to get to hang around, talk, chat with Kevin for a very long time, and it, it is it is just fun and exciting and it just feels good to see someone like you get to where you're at because you you know sometimes you see some people that get successful or that you know have things you're like eh, did they really work that hard for it did they just get handed that and like kevin has been grinding his just grinding for a very long time and so i'm happy to, i'm happy to i'm happy to see this man i used to record a podcast in my in my works office at at AT&T like and I remember having Kevin on like talking about I don't even know like some kind of Cleveland centric thing (laughs) related to 49ers like 600 years ago so this is this is dope no yeah guys this digital world we live in on Twitter and you know it's actually a much smaller community than it's huge there's that you know so many followers but those of us creating and trying to grow audiences it's been fun to link up but um, yeah, man, Evan, I'll see you in LA chase. You're steering the ship today, man. What, what are we, what are we diving into? There you go. I like it. Um, we have to start with the 49ers because it's who Evan and yourself are quite committed to and you're quite familiar with. Um, this is something that I'm very curious about to get your perspective on because Debo, who is still, he is not. Uh, so Evan, just as a clear, I'm going to bring this up. He has not rescinded his trade request from the San Francisco 49ers. It has not been rescinded. He is still a 49er and will be a 49er. But hey, if uh, the right trade comes along, whatever. We'll see what happens there. But then the report came out this week about whether or not he might prefer Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance. And the quarterback change and uh, where the 49ers are going this fall might be another layer to the Debo frustration potentially in San Francisco. Kevin, do you do, does that make sense to you if you're a, if you put yourself in Debo's shoes that like hey Jimmy's been really successful for us and I've I mean I've become the player that I am with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and a guy who clearly has a lot of respect in that locker room maybe being a little uneasy about transitioning to Trey Lance and what his role will be and him just maybe not being as featured as much because of what Trey Lance brings to the table with his skill set versus Jimmy. This is a fragile situation. This is Kyle Shanahan's biggest test in a while. Let's not forget mm-hmm. last year, the 49ers almost made the Super Bowl after not really having that great of a regular season until the mm-hmm. end of the year. So I'm high on Kyle Shanahan as I've remained high on him. There are lots of bumps in, in the road for an NFL coach in a tenure. If they go and start the season with Jimmy G and remit, let's pick up this hot streak from the Super Bowl last year, if you zoom out where I'm completely at, that makes some sense. I think people are eager and people are like, Trey's not ready, but it, it's almost this hot streak. But, you know, you, you don't want to mess with the rookie's head. So I won't be shocked if Jimmy G is starting week one. They could have dealt him by this point. Look at Baker for a fifth-round pick. So, you know, there's a lot of talk. Who's the guy? I, I'm so removed. I saw my buddy Mike Silverster in a 49ers Twitter all week and over <laughs> Trey Lance comments. So he's, he's hopefully good at. can handle the next two months. It's going to be <laughs> bumpy until they name a starting quarterback. Uh, I don't know what the record's going to be this year. And this is a really big decision. Hopefully Trey Lance is making this decision so easy that he's outplaying Jimmy G in the preseason. Then it will be an easy decision for Kyle to make. But if it's even and Trey doesn't look fully ready, I won't be shocked if it's Jimmy G. Wow. Evan, what do you think? I mean, I appreciate the the thought that Debo's like, hey, you know, this is the quarterback that might have got me here. But I think, you know, I, I think I stand atop of a mountain like alone in terms of like one of Jimmy's staunchest defenders i've been front and center trying to you know say hey he's a good quarterback and and we are very lucky to have him for a long time now and even me in that position 
would still go, Jimmy's very lucky to have Kyle Shanahan. Everyone on that team is very lucky. Every running back that was drafted in the sixth round or undrafted entirely, you know, uh, every quarterback, whether it was C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, who, like, was breaking crazy records, you know, and then couldn't even get a job afterward. Like, you know, I mean, they're just lucky to have Kyle. And I think if you really ask Debo, would you rather have Jimmy or Kyle? We know what the answer is. So is he maybe a little uneasy of the idea of Trey Lance being the guy that just hasn't really proven anything yet? Potentially. But if we really care about what people think about Trey Lance, why wouldn't you just ask the number one person in the 49ers team, George Kittle? (laughs) What has George Kittle said every single time he's been asked? And he's been asked a million times. He goes, hey, man, Jimmy's great. All the things you know he's going to say about Jimmy. But he goes, but I see Trey do things in practice that I'm like, yo, I want that guy throwing me the ball. That's what he said. Jerry Rice, the greatest football player of all time. Maybe Tom Brady, I get it, the Super Bowls. But Jerry Rice, the greatest 49er of all time, Mm -hmm. said, I might come back and play just so I could play with Trey Lance. (laughs) I've seen Brian Hoyer light up practices too, so I need to see Trey Lance (laughs) on the the football field. Mm -hmm. And I think he can and has, but he he really hasn't done it against NFL defenses. And and of course – I want this pick to work out. I, I am now a 49ers fan by default after covering them for so long. Mm-hmm. And I want Trey Lance to work. But if they go too early here and they go 4-12 and 12 or 5-11 and 11 this year and he's he's god-awful, you know, it, 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 it's going to back a lot of people in the organization into a corner. And so if Kyle gets any sense that they're just not going to be competitive with him making a ton of mistakes this year, he might not play. He might not play right away. He might get he might get yanked a lot, which and then everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, he's they're hurting his psyche." But Kyle is going to try and win and try and make the Super Bowl above above anything, even if it's the number two pick here. I the one thing that I will will be very excited for the season to start up for that reason is, as a Jimmy fan, I have been hearing since he got here that he can't make long throws. The playbook is watered down because of of what he's capable of or lack thereof, right? Kyle can't do what he wants to do. That's the whole reason that they traded three first-round picks. Jimmy can't do everything that he needs to do, blah, 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 blah. This offense is working in spite of Jimmy. I mean, like, these articles have been thrown at the fan base since Jimmy got here, basically, after he tore his ACL. So – if, if that's really what we've been hearing for this long and then all of a sudden Jimmy starts again this year, if they even go five and 11, you know, five and whatever, five and 12, I fire everyone. You know, every single like reputable person, like, you know, like Mina Kimes, I think we all respect Mina and, and, and her knowledge and what she does. She thinks Jimmy. We'll never know what she thinks about Jimmy. Where did Evan just go? That was such a big part of it. That is the timing there. Evan, after two years. Oh, he's back. There's Evan. I can't wait to figure out what he's actually about to say here. Evan, jump right back in. You left us hanging. What what did she say about Jimmy? I was going to say, I thought I I got kicked out. (laughs) Uh, No, but like, I mean, like Mina, like basically just his nep. Like she doesn't think he's good, Mm. right? Like she does not think that Jimmy is good. And so if they were able to almost go one game away from the Super Bowl with a quarterback who a lot of people think isn't good enough. And then they have Trey Lance, who is they traded three first round picks for that is one of the, you know, one of one of the most highly touted quarterbacks of his class, right? Like if they can't win, if they regress that much, every then we got bigger problems. Definitely. Kyle should be Kyle should be making Trey Lance a better prospect. I, I just pulled up the last few quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl the last ten years. The only young quarterback to win is Patrick Mahomes. It's mm-hmm. Brady. It's it's still Manning. It was Russell Wilson after he played in the league ten years. It's Joe Flacco. Talk about winning a Super Bowl. I'm not talking about the flashy highlights. I'm not talking about nah, like yeah. It's, you're looking. You're looking at Ben Roethlisberger. So, so then, then the Trey Lance era needs to begin at some point. I'm kind of mad that Kyle didn't just rip off the Band-Aid, and this is still a storyline, but 
Yeah. There's a reason that this is because Kyle still thinks he can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy or he would have got him off the team mm-hmm. and just started this era. And I think because Kyle made this a storyline by keeping Jimmy, it, it's here. And whether it's Trey starts the season and struggles, Jimmy's here for a reason. I, I will be shocked if he does. If he doesn't play, that'd be the greatest thing ever. Then Trey Lance came on the field and lit it up. But I don't think that's realistic, to be honest. Well, I think it's also it, it's interesting you bring up that point about like what this could do and the fracturing that this could do with San Francisco is that like if Trey's not the guy that's still we find that out after Jimmy's off the team, like Jimmy's gone at that point. So you're looking at a situation where you go from having two pretty solid options to, oh, the we have nothing and we have to we have to reevaluate everything from top to bottom. And then you don't have a choice but to dive back into the quarterback market in the draft if that is something where it it's immediately Karen. If it's like, Oh, they can't move on that quickly, but you look at Carolina and we'll get to them in a little bit. I mean, you have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold fighting for snaps and they went in the, in the top 10 in 2018 and they're already on the same team on team number two together. So things can change on a dime. And if Kyle is out on Trey after, I mean, he's now been in the system a couple of years now. And if you put him on the field for a full season and it's not working, this man wants to win a Super Bowl. He has been to multiple NFC Championship games. He's not going to wait. He wants a veteran. He'll but, like. But the, I, I think it's interesting. That's my point, though. The, mm. Right? Kyle drafted C.J. Beathard. He traded up to get C.J. Beathard in the third mm. round. Right? He passed on to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Right? If if Trey Lance is actually a bust, which I really don't, I have, I'm not worried about that. But if he mm. is, what are we doing? I mean, if that's if that is really what has been happening at the quarterback position, and we can't say, oh well, it's John Lynch, right? Because everyone knows, and I think Kevin knows more than anyone. Kyle makes the decisions. What yeah, Kyle, Kyle can't wave the flag this early, but I I think he really wants to hedge his bet right now, and you know they they got really desperate that year of of, of trying to get a quarterback, and I I, I think it is going to work with Trey Lance too, but. I don't think the team is ready to take a step back to six and 10 or whatever. If it mm. make a ton of mistakes, which he's going to have to, right? It, who very few people you have, unless he's Patrick, right. Unless he's Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watts walking out of the field, he's likely going to lose this team some games. And Kyle needs to f- figure this out it, be, because he can't keep putting this, you know, we'll have to see how this all plays out, but you know, uh, projecting, mistakes here from this kid is of course it's gonna happen he's he's coming from the same school as Carson Wentz I really think that's who he's gonna look like on the field for a little bit until Kyle can figure out his strengths and game plan around him so all 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 he's got to do is be better than Jimmy Garoppolo last year because they almost went (laughs) right they're gonna have different types of mistakes Jimmy still makes a ton of mistakes too it's not like he's mistake free but um the 49ers are in an interesting spot. They're 100% going to be competitive, but quarterback looks like it's going to limit the team again until they can figure out how to get Trey Lance up to speed. Right. It's his rookie year, essentially, this year, basically, if he, if he can start week one. He, he should beat out Jimmy G. It should be a no-brainer. He should be better. And if it's not, it, this is going to be a problem. Um. I'm curious too with the teams that like he's it came up this week that the shoulder he's looking good post surgery and that he should be fine uh, in about a month or so and that he'll be okay and that Jimmy's gonna be fine he'll be able to throw and he'll be ready for week one but the other part of what makes this complicated with Jimmy G now now that this trade has dragged on for so long and Baker's about to find this out in Carolina where you've missed so much summer time so much camp so much the OTAs and everything else that like when you're jumping into a quarterback battle and uh training camp it's just hard to learn the playbook and to also fight for a job that's asking a lot so it's kind of like Jimmy when you said uh Kevin that you could see him starting week one I'm growing more to that to sentiment as well because trading him at this point is just he you're putting him in a position where I don't think he can start right away wherever he goes if you move him at this point he's going to be so far behind uh, another yeah the quarterback position is so important i've said this on my podcast if trey lance gets hurt now or even in the Mm. season for three four weeks you have a really good backup to come in and and move so 
to me, I would rather start the season with Jimmy G and wait for him to stink than have Trey Lance come out of the gate. The team's 0-4. He's clearly not ready to play. Then you got to throw him to the bench. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, in one of those situations when, when you hit the start button, you got to ride it out with Trey Lance. It, hmm. that, uh, that was the thing. There's a world in which Jimmy and Trey could have existed, right? Like, like they did this themselves, right? They, they tried to trade for Tom Brady. They tried to trade for Aaron Rodgers. They have been trying to get rid of Jimmy G for two years now. They literally just got and done. Now, now I want to keep him. Like, do you want to break mm-hmm. that with him or right. what? They just got done two weeks or two, a month ago or whatever, saying we're, we are actively trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like, they have not once – with their actions shown that they want Jimmy to stay on the team. I think if they would have just done all of that quietly and not let that slip out and then just been like, we're going to keep both quarterbacks and we're going to have them compete yeah, and just say that we could do exactly what Kevin is talking about. But the problem is, is that you can't do that anymore because you have spent the last two years trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. You traded, but he doesn't care. Players. He plays through this. He's not a baby like Baker Mayfield. No. Tweets and cries about shit. He he plays through it and almost makes the Super Bowl, which I think has earned the respect of the team. Oh, mm. the team loves trading him for a fifth round pick is not worth it. I would rather keep him in case Trey Lance is struggling or gets hurt. Yeah, know? right. I mean, I agree. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's – I just don't think you can keep – I mean, like, I don't think Trey's, like, at risk of caring. I think that Trey's got his, his stuff together. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. He, I mean, he seems just like Jimmy to just be handling the situation the right way. But, like, you can't go into camp with both of these guys on the team. You just can't do it. Yeah, because I, if Trey's str- struggling, it's like you got someone over the shoulder who almost left yeah. to the Super Bowl last year. So that's, that's why my gut is saying who's starting week one – Right. Um, that could that could depend on who, how camp goes, and it could be better this way. Like I said, all right, then Jimmy's finally his hot streak wore, wore off week three or four or five. He, yeah, and it's time to hit the tray button and like let's ride this out. Um, again, but it's also like if you can't beat him out, quarterback, it's it's a little it's a threat to the young quarterback, but it's good for the team overall. I think is how Kyle looks at it. But it's yeah. also like if you can't beat out Jimmy at this point and if you're Trey, it's like, okay, well, then what do we have here? If he can't beat him out in training camp and you have both guys and Jimmy's coming off the shoulder surgery and Trey's not outperforming him and players aren't looking around of like, are we sure he's better and gives us a better chance to win week one? Then you already might have your answer where it's like, yeah, Jimmy's the guy because, yeah. We didn't, we didn't answer Evan's fundamental question. Then Kyle's yeah. got stand up and say we, we've either got to get rid of John Lynch someone else has to make the draft picks it's not me there's a fundamental mm. problem then uh Kyle Kyle's not saying that such you a know world Kyle where, hold on hold on Evan we're living <laughs> in a second world where the, the quarterback has to be good immediately look at all the quarterbacks who win Super Bowls they're almost all veterans like mm. can we say that Trey Lance may won a Super Bowl when he's 28 like can we just like all chill for a second here yeah and I know that he's going to have to get a big extension or whatever in a couple of years so that's Hey, we need to see what we have, but uh, you're, there's going to be an indictment if he's not ready to play in the NFL a year or two after all this time. There, there's a little bit of a problem here. Mm. What, I'm curious, Kevin. What, like, considering right, we're, like your point, he sat the first year, sat behind Jimmy Garoppolo. He's learning the offense. He's working with Kyle. All these things. I, as a 49ers fan, am not expecting a Super Bowl this year, right? I don't think that's what, like, the measurement of success is. I think, like, if he comes out and wins 10 to 12 games, that's about what I expect. The team, the roster's good enough. The coach is, that, you know, that good. That's what I expect. What would you consider Trey Lance being successful this year? If, if they made the playoffs, that would be a smashing success with a first-year quarterback. I've seen this with RG3, and Kyle had to completely change the whole system to scheme around RG3. I really think the offense would look different. They, they'd get him really on the move. And I, I do think Kyle will be able to figure it out. But there's just – he, he doesn't have the touch looking at the tape. Like he's throwing too hard or too soft. Uh, it's going to take him a while to figure out the windows of uh, the defenses. I don't see electricity like a Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. It's going to take him a while, I think, to figure out how to hit those buttons. Uh, get the ball to Debo, get the ball to Kittle. It should be 
relatively simple. Kyle will scheme 10 touchdowns a year for him, no question. That'll be wide open. And can he make the other 10 to 15 happen himself? Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, there's a chance the team could stink. That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is on the team, in my opinion. That's interesting. Um, another team that could stink that I want to get your perspective on is Baker Mayfield and the and the uh, Carolina Panthers because I I think the NFC South is so strange right now and, and not just because I'm a Falcons guy and we're looking at this where the Falcons get voted the worst roster in football uh, this week by CBS Sports, which uh, hurt uh, my soul a little bit, but. Um, especially because they were the best uh, roster in football just like four years ago with Dimitrov. Like it's kind of wild how quickly uh, things can change in the NFL. Um, but I want to get your perspective about Kevin. I think I know where you're leaning on this based on uh, some Baker stuff earlier. I think this is so weird what's going on in Carolina and it hasn't really been much of a success for this point uh, for the Fitterer um, Tepper uh, regime thus far in Charlotte. And they're paying a lot of money uh, to Sam Darnold this year to play football for them. They've seen him all spring, all summer. Uh, by all accounts, a super nice dude. Players like him. Um, he gravitates to them. He has a completely different personality than Baker Mayfield. And you bring in Baker, who I think will only be paid like $5 million from Carolina. I want to say something like that. So you're, it's not a big financial risk to bring him in. Um, I wanted to give up a fifth-round pick, but... It's so interesting because there's Christian McCaffrey, there's DJ Moore, there's talent all over the place in Carolina. They just haven't been able to figure out the quarterback spot since uh, this new regime has come in. And now you bring in two guys who were fighting for that number one overall spot to Cleveland and Darnold and Baker, and they could not be more polar opposites in who they are as people, players, um, just guys in the locker room that I wonder about the dynamic between the two of them and how that works because one of them is going to have to be the backup quarterback to start the year. And that quarterback room, to be a backup, you have to, like Bucky Brooks said this, who's been on this program, where it's like you have to like support the QB1. You have to change your mindset and you have to be in there. You're like, I'm going to ensure that you are as successful as possible while you're on the field. And I wonder if you kind of have to put Baker in at quarterback because you know Sam is wired like that, where Sam will do everything he can for Baker to succeed, for Carolina to succeed. We're like, I don't know if Baker has the mindset of a quarterback two on a team. I don't know if he's that kind of guy. That's just something I find so fascinating where I don't think you can flip him between the two, but I think you can with Sam. And I wonder if that influences how Matt Rule does things. What do you think about that? I'm not a Sam Darnold guy. I think they admitted that too by trading for Baker. Mm-hmm. I'm on the train for the Baker comeback story. I don't know if it'll be okay. this year or next year, but I do think he will be back in the playoffs. He will be a Pro Bowl quarterback again. Maybe not even the Panthers. He, he's been a walk on before. He's 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 been counted out before. Uh, you know, he, he became the number one overall pick. I think his head became too big. I think this is a humbling experience. He was hurt last year playing mm. hurt. I think going back, if he would have looked at how everything panned out, he would have gotten surgery and called himself out early in the season. These, these quarterbacks get disregarded so quickly when they get hurt. So um, he's very talented. The tape from the 2020 season, the playoff win over the Steelers, like this, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's gone away he's like 25 26 years old he's going to make plays again in the league i'll be shocked if he's not on the field i think the panthers if he's playing will surprise people i'm i'm on the baker comeback train um i could be completely wrong i'm wrong a lot but i right now i'm on the train (laughs) darnold i don't know why they ever made that move and yeah the, the panthers stink rule could be out yeah, the fact that he's speaking at coaching clinics and all around college football uh, this summer and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, guys and give back, Chase. Come on, don't judge him. I mean, I, uh, it's just I think that guy might be like, I think I can win a championship in uh, college football. I think I might. Uh, I had more fun coaching at the college level where I it just he like the Penn State job's not open, and I I just wonder if James Franklin writing's on got, the wall. Some people can right. use the NFL resume and then get a really sweet college gig. That yeah. 
I'm I mean, Joe, sure yeah, go ahead. Go over to, if you go over to win bet right now, if you go over to make place a bet on what is the, what is the odds for Matt rule to lose his job? I think he's, he's doing, the highest odds. I think, I think yeah, he's, he's first coach fired. He has the highest odds right now. I'm pretty yeah. certain unless it's the market's changed, but yeah, because their owners also been canceling deals and firing execs. They have a young owner who's showing some Dan Snyder tendencies down there in Charlotte. So and yeah, I, I would say he's on the hot seat because he's not good, but also their owner is hitting the eject button very easily. Right. It's interesting. I don't know, Evan, what do you think? Who do you think starts week one? Do you think it's Baker? Are you a comeback story believer for Baker and the fresh start for him? Or do you think it is Darnold? I think Baker is a better version of what they were trying to accomplish when they traded for Sam Darnold. Hmm. I think Baker also played a lot of, bad football lately so it's really hard like i want i've all you know you always want to root for the underdog it would be nice to see after cleveland and what they did with the sean watson right you want to root for baker it's it's an easy it's an easy thing to root for but the panthers just got done trading for what they consider to be a, a high upside individual and sam darnold right he's you know struggling with the jets maybe let's see what we can get out of him and then they got over i think a worse sam darnold so I don't really think we have anything to like be hopeful for when it comes to Baker, but I do think that Baker is just a more talented quarterback than Sam Darnold as a whole. And that in itself should inspire something. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I've, I've thought the Panthers have had a really good receiving core for a long time now, right? More fantastic guy, you know, receiver, right? Like, there's good talent on that. You know, I don't know, Christian, we'll see what's left of him, but, but I mean, there's talent on that roster. Like it's, it's not like, I feel like the quarterback position is what they're struggling with, which is really then begs the question of like, why is it that Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are the two quarterbacks you've gone out of your way to get when your quarterback position's struggling, but that's why they're there. Yeah, I just I'm excited because I think they're them in New Orleans are just huge wild cards for different reasons where it's like are, is New Orleans just going to keep it rolling by keeping everything in house and running it back with Jameis and just promoting Dennis Allen. And this is fine. Is it one where Matt Rule and this group get it together like Ben McAdoo is back in the league and he's the offensive coordinator in Carolina now. But like to your point, Evan. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrence Marshall Jr. You got Rashad Higgins, who I've always liked uh, out of Cleveland. You got Andre Roberts. You have a lot of guys, and you use your first-round pick on a uh, off-to-tackle that everybody liked, it seemed like, uh, across the board in Akem Equanu. Uh, and he's a really good player. You have Taylor Martin, who's been uh, locked up long-term. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey. If he can ever be healthy, but still, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Form- Deontay Foreman, who was really good for Tennessee down the stretch last year. There is a case like you could craft a scenario where the Panthers do have a bounce back year and everything clicks the way it should. Um, That's what makes them extremely fascinating. And Baker, um, I'm hoping for a comeback story because I don't like how he was treated on the way out. I don't like the stuff that came out like immediately after where he was uh, like just the the report about like how the coaches in the front office saw him and uh, immature and this, that and the other and then obviously there it's a separate thing with the Deshaun mess. But I I just think it's weird because he was your best quarterback in two decades. Like D- Baker Mayfield was a success in Cleveland. And he is somebody who stabilized the organization in a lot of ways. So criticize that you want an adult in the room or whatever, but it's like this guy wouldn't you a playoff game this was he the adult he was the first one to succeed in 20 exactly years ago, that's know. what i don't understand when they don't talk about enough with baker is like well, I, I think he has a reason to be upset about all of that but imagine having johnny manzel on your team mm. and seeing what a true child at the quarterback position looks like and then saying that about baker who is cocky might have an attitude but like you can't say it. You can't tell me that Baker didn't go in there and go, I want to win for Cleveland. I want to mm. win for these fans. I care about this city. Like he did. He played with a torn labrum. Like this man oh, played yeah. hurt for you last year. Like I'm, I'm in on Baker. I, I think he deserved a second chance. I think the Browns may have really set themselves up for a tough situation with Deshaun. Um, so, you know, they, they ditched Baker. It would be really funny to see him succeed in Carolina, in my opinion. Kevin, you have to go in a second, but I want to get your perspective on this uh, before you go. Um, 
Lamar Jackson uh, updated his Twitter cover photo and he said, I need money. And then Lamar said, it's not that deep. And we're seeing this a lot with athletes all across. I mean, we were talking Kyler a lot on this podcast and um, what it means when athletes scrub their social media of their team and their affiliation and things like that. And Lamar said, uh, quote, I don't know why people are blowing it up. Jackson said during his fourth uh, annual fun day with LJ event, I just saw Bleacher Report post it. They just take anything that's posted on social media and just blow it up and try to think for you. I don't take it too seriously. They're making it seem like I'm talking to the Ravens when I'm not. Our contract discussion is going on already, but it ain't about that, though. Do you think it was not about the contract negotiations? It was a general sentiment. What? Where do you land on stuff like that? I, players react emotionally to stuff. They're sending mm. signals. Deshaun Watson had some Instagram stories after more accusers came after him. I, I think quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo, who are able to handle noise and not post about it on social media. I know it's mm. hard. I do want players to be themselves. Like it is what it is. It, you know, it kind of adds to the drama as a fan. You know, you can come from it from a couple of different perspectives, but. Lamar Jackson, I don't know what there is left for him to prove, hopefully, that he can get his big deal. He's one of the greats in the league. I, I do think he will get them to the top and get a Super Bowl. So um, it seems like they're committed to him. That was a great draft pick from Ozzie Newsom. His last draft left them an amazing present. So there's a lot of teams in the league that would trade for Lamar Jackson and give him a contract like Deshaun Watson got. The Ravens historically don't – dole out big contracts so i think it's more of an organizational philosophy their new team president sashi brown was actually mm. with the cleveland browns for a long time he's yeah. a smooth, smooth operator was actually in the nba with the wizards and then so I, I, they'll they'll get this done they will not screw this up what do you think evan the reality is is that we are looking at a baltimore ravens team that signed Joe Flacco to a massive contract after he won the Super Bowl. And those contract issues existed, right? Like they 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 felt that. That is something that they felt. So whether that is good or bad or indifferent, I can understand why they might want to just make sure they get the contract right. But to Kevin's point, Lamar Jackson is one of the most exciting football players that we've ever seen. And, I mean, we you got to figure it out, right? you you got to figure it out. So – I, I will say this. Uh, shout out to the movie How High. I don't smoke <laughs> weed, but it is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Method mm. Red Man. That little I need money that it's from. Mm. I He could just be posting that very unseriously just because it is absolutely a hilarious movie. And like, he's about to get a contract. Why not post something that just says I need money? Like, you know, so I think in that sense, uh, I, I love the idea of him channel surfing on a Sunday afternoon and right. just being like, that's awesome. I forgot about that. Let me make yeah, that my Twitter cover. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm about it. Uh, Kevin, you have to run, but uh, before you go, what can the good folks look out from you and the team over at blue wire? We had some big, big funding news. Um, anything you would like to specifically cite uh, at, before we, before we dip out here? No, just shout out Chris Long's podcast because I know your listeners like a little bit of everything and his podcast is similar to yours. He's having great guests and talking to all NFL and then some of the other major storylines happening in sports. So I feel like listeners of this show would also like Chris Long's pod. So I'll shout out his, his show and appreciate this, guys. This makes me miss podcasting. I, mm-hmm. I book more time and I'll be in touch with both of you soon. Awesome. Awesome. Kevin, thank you so much. You have yourself a great rest of your night and uh, we'll be in touch soon. All right, fellas. Good to see you. Bye, Kevin. Uh, Kevin leaves, but guess what? We have a replacement. We have a replacement for the CEO. We got our guy, Milo. Hey, man. And you can only get this on youtube.com slash Chase Podcast where you can actually see our new friend, the mascot of the pod. Cutest dog on earth. So what can you do? What's Milo? Uh, you are crate training. Funny picture of that, of Milo going through the crate training process. What is the best part about having a puppy again, Evan? So the, the best part about having a puppy right now is mm. just that I am incredibly prepared. 
Mm. I work. I work from home. I, I you know, I, I ha- I'm thankful enough to have a job where I can afford to give him the things that he needs now. Other than mm. attention, like because Sarah just left for the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, me and Sarah were in Guadalajara with friends, traversing the city of Mexico. Uh, you know, the city in Mexico and a foundation that we support, the LaBelle, the LaBelle Foundation in LA, uh, posted a puppy photo of what looked like my uh, old dog, Titus. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> it was so, it was crazy, man. So, so we, you know, we adopted him uh, a week ago and it's just, it's been so cool, man. I don't know. I like, I'm like at a loss for words. He has been great. He, you know, he sleeps with us. He is potty trained to a sense where it's like he will tell me that he needs to go out. It is my job to recognize that and get him out in time because he doesn't have a lot of control over the bladder yet. Mm. Um, but he's super smart. He's super loving. He's super affectionate. Uh, as a puppy, he just constantly gets tired. And it's so cute because <laughs> you can just see him like just trying so hard to like mm. – Stay awake. We took him to my friend's house yesterday with two of my buddy's dogs, and he's just sprinting all over their giant backyard. And he came home, and he was just like every bit of energy that he had was gone. So he, uh, you know, he, for for the for the YouTubers, if you will, I think it is pretty cool, and I want to show you a, a special little photo. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is it has been fantastic, man. It has just been really really cool to have him um i don't know man you know you've got a dog it's it's the best thing in the world it is one of the best things um they're they're a lot of fun but i have not had a puppy in a long time and puppies are a different uh, a different breed uh what's the biggest difference between titus and milo what's the biggest personality difference Honestly, I dude, it's insane. So first and foremost, you know, I'll show you this for anyone that's on YouTube watching mm. this. This is just so cute. So yes, yeah, you said you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Titus, my late puppy, and he always used to like you know do a little ball like that. Mm. And the top photo is uh, is Milo, our new dog, mm. and we saw that. And it's just there are so many similarities. They look alike, but you know the I don't know the differences. Mm. Hard to say. I was nine. I'm 34 now. I, it was 15 years ago. Yeah, when Titus was a puppy, and it's really you know. Sarah asked me. She's like, "Tell me, you know, like what was Titus like as a puppy?" And I'm like, "You know, I remember having him and him being energetic and very puppy like and all that. But like the little, little, little details. 15 years is a long time. Yeah, you know. Um, but they're very similar, man. He's just the best. I like it." Um, what's not the best though, and we'll end here, uh, Von Miller, who may should have been a cowboy like this came out. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you're pretty annoyed at what came out here. I think where you lose Gregory over a weird contract thing. Um, and he ends up going to Denver. So you don't bring back Gregory. You don't bring in Von Miller. I don't know. Like when I was reading the story, I was very confused as to how all this went down and him saying that he would have taken less. And I think the important part of this though, um, that people picked up on was that I would have taken less to go to Dallas because it's Dallas. The second sentence is, but I wouldn't take that much less. So we don't know if that was just like how, what the big, well, like what the goal, the gulf of a contractual dispute was, but um, I don't know, like Von Miller, there's a very realistic world where he's a cowboy instead of a Buffalo bill. Um, I don't know. Is that something that the Cowboys will regret will come to regret that they did not bring in Von Miller? Will the team that desperately needs a pass rush Mm -hmm. regret signing one of the best pass rushers in the NFL? I, I think so. It's the Cowboys, man. It's the Cowboys. Every every media outlet on earth wants the Dallas Cowboys to be America's team, and mm. they refuse. They refuse. They will not do it. They will not live up to the hype that they used to have from the 90s. Mm. They just continue to just do the wrong thing, right? And uh, as a 49ers fan, it's beautiful. I love it. I love seeing it. I loved reading that headline. Um, you know, I love seeing Von Miller 
with the Bills because I think that's a fun team for him to play for. I think he's going to have he's going to thrive there. I'm glad he's not in the NFC. I'm certainly glad he's not, you know, playing the 49ers like better rival. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, the the Cowboys gave a billion dollars to that running back who mm-hmm. plays like three games a year now, right? Shout out to him. Uh, and but they won't pay one of the best pass rushers in the league. Like I don't know, man. What do you mm-hmm. say at this point? I mean, what I say is that like it's hey, they were grinding that Atlanta Falcons twenty twenty one tape, and we're like, we've seen enough. Dante Fowler Junior is our guy. Like uh, the, we got to bring him in. He'll be a good rotation pass rusher for us. Like we Dante Fowler Junior, we're fine. We we'll we'll go there and uh, we'll. Uh, let the Buffalo Bills worry about Von Miller on that six-year, $120 million deal. I don't know. I just It feels like to me the Cowboys just did not want to go all in in that regard where Cedric Wilson's gone. You look at uh, Mari Cooper traded away to Cleveland. It seems like they are dead set on a mini reset this year where I don't think they want to go all out this year. I think they really want to reset a little bit with their money and their picks, and they don't see themselves – in a loaded in a very uh, top heavy NFC, they're like we we can't compete with this group this year, so we're not breaking the bank for Von Miller. And I think that's part of it. It's like I think even Cowboys fans would tell you like if we get Dalton on here right now. I think he told us a few months back where he was like, "It's not about this year. The Cowboys are punting on this year. Next year is the year that they're diving back into real contention," which is interesting. That's an insane thing to say. Not that I like. Not that it's your opinion and you're insane, but like, mm-hmm. like, how do you have Dak Prescott as your quarterback and ever punt any year? I can mm-hmm. understand when you're the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo tears his ACL and you go, "We're going to punt the year," right? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? I understand the Seattle Seahawks were like looking at Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and they go, "Yeah, we're going to punt the year," right? This is one of the mm-hmm. best quarterback classes in the. And, you know, coming up, like, we're really excited. You know, I can understand that. But they're, it's, they, they have their quarterback. Mm. CeeDee Lamb's one of the most exciting receivers in the NFL, right? I just. It's weird. It's just such a Cowboys thing. It's a thing that doesn't make sense. They're one of the, they have more money than God that franchise is worth so much money. It's just a weird thing, man. It really is. And I don't know. The NFC East is just going to be quite lame. I think this year, I think a lot of people are in on the NFC East being like really competitive. I don't know. I think it's just going to be a lot of, a lot of eight and eight, nine and seven type vibes. Oh, and Milo hopping up. Oh my God. For the youtube.com slash chase on podcast folks. We've got a puppy curling up on a bed alert and it's a uh, it's a big one uh shout out to our our new friend milo who just quite distracting because how do you not just uh sit and stare in awe at a, at a puppy getting all comfortable well and like let's you know let's do a little uh like where my john madden pen right here like, <laughs> you see right here this is the uh the stuffed animal that he loves to play with when you play mm-hmm. with a stuffed animal you're gonna have a lot of fun uh yeah i like i said like you know like I was fortunate to have the best dog in the world with mm. Titus, and I am so happy that I have Milo now. And but like here I am again, going like, ha- tell me that's not the most amazing dog in the world. Like, look, he's just so sweet. He's just chilling. He wants to just lay on the bed next to Dad's pillow. Like, he's just adorable. There you go. I'm a lucky guy. He is a lucky guy. Uh, Evan at Evan Swords. Anything we would like to plug here as we wrap up here on a Monday night? Here on the Chase Thomas podcast, presented by BlueWirePods.com. Uh, you know, uh, this this podcast, man. I I think it was dope to have Kevin on. Like I said, yeah. I've, I have known Kevin for a long time, and it is it is crazy to be doing this pod with you, just just you know, casually, right? Like I feel like it's just like it's something I get to jump on and do. But like when you bring Kevin on as a guest, it's it's it sort of reminds me, right? Like that you're doing some pretty cool things here. You're surrounded by some very very impressive people. Kevin's a beast. He, he is. I would want to work for Kevin, uh, and I, I'm happy you work uh, for and with Kevin. Um, and I'm happy you're doing everything that you're doing on the Chase Thomas podcast. It is dope. 
Um, so, so yeah, man, give, give, give the podcast a good review, share it to some friends, shout out to Milo, my <laughs> new puppy. And, uh, yeah, man. Absolutely. I just, uh, Kevin took a, like I said, when he first hopped on here, he took a chance on me when I was still independent and, uh, thing and just grinding away, looking for that right opportunity. And, um, he took a, a chance on me and, uh, it worked out and, I just think we're like, it's kind of that same, like wired the same way of just grind, 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 head down. Like we're going to do our own thing. We're going to build our own vision and we're going to make it work. Like by any means necessary, we're uh, hard workers and uh, the mutual respect being there. And uh, I, I'm very appreciative and thankful to be in the position that I'm in. And uh, it's just, it's easy to be loyal to blue wire. It's a great place to host a podcast and, all that good stuff. Um, Evan, thank you as always for the time. And I will talk to you next week. All right, y'all that'll do it for today's edition here on the chase the most podcast here at the blue wire pod network. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, today's episode. Uh, just one part today here on a Tuesday here on the chase the most podcast. Got bleh. But I greatly appreciate you guys making the time uh, to make the chase the most podcast part of your daily listen here on the blue wire pod network, Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, uh, full episodes and all that great stuff of the chase the most podcast will be there. Uh, so make sure you are locked in, subscribed, all that good stuff. And uh, if you enjoyed today's episode and you have not already done so, please, please, please make sure that you leave this show a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you have not already done so, it takes just a few seconds and it helps other people find the show and it helps this very show continue to grow. Uh, Jam Pack three-parter coming up tomorrow and just uh, the rest of the week, just a lot, a lot of content coming down the pike here on the on the podcast. So very excited about what's to come here on the podcast. Big July, August still ahead. Uh, we're not far from football season, all kinds of great stuff. So uh, thank you guys for uh, checking out today's pod and stick with us this week as we continue uh, just cranking out the content. So thanks again to Kevin and Evan for coming on today's edition of the show and make sure you follow them and keep up with them and all the Uh, other great team members here at blue wire and all that good stuff so all right that'll do it for today's edition of the chase most podcast uncle derek how to do nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah